Welcome back to the Long Play Listening Party. Nate's here, Royce is here, and we have our guest, MC Reach from Kansas City. We're listening to Life's One Valid Expression, his excellent new album. Welcome back, Reach. Thank you, sir. Glad to be back. For sure. The music's going to kick in in uh, just a second. Going to be listening to the second half of the album. Uh, what song are we starting with? One, two, three, four. Is it America? Number eight, I think. It is... Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's America. How do you say that, Reach? America. Okay. You know, rap rappers got to be <laughs> creative and... It's spelled X-America. Vowels ought to be, yeah. You know, yeah. Rappers, rappers trying to be creative. Are you canceling America, sir? You know, credit to you. I've never seen it written that way before, and it's a really, yeah. you know, catchy way to stylize it. I do like um, it. Yeah. Partially based on the the way that I titled some of the tracks on the on the beat tape, which came before the album. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, just you know, rap, rappers being creative, trying to be. America. Should we talk about the beat tape for a second? Uh, Prelude to Love? Sure, sure. I mean, many, where, did many it, of, where did it come from? Um, it, so most of the tracks on the beat tape are the same tracks from the album. Okay. They are sequenced a little bit differently so that if people listen to both projects, they would get a different feeling from them. There are a couple of additional tracks that didn't quite make the album, but... um. Uh, I don't know, man. You know, like I said, uh, this was my opportunity to kind of introduce people to this side of my creativity as a producer. So I thought it would be dope to do a beat tape to let people kind of hear how I speak with the production. I like that idea, though, man. I like that 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 concept. Yeah, having uh, you know both versions out there. Yeah, man, it was um, it was really fun uh, to put that instrumental album together because I was able to use some different clips from movies, from yeah. poems, from records to really give people a preview into maybe what the songs were. So if you listen to it carefully, it actually does give you a sense of what I'm going to talk about later when the album comes. Maybe I was sleeping, but I was like, who's the Johns? I like Googled it, found it on, you, on uh, SoundCloud. Is that where the beat tape is, just on SoundCloud? No, it's on. Um, it's pretty much on the same platforms that the album is on. It's on iTunes, it's on Apple Music, uh, Bandcamp. And it's called what? Uh, the Prelude? It's called A Prelude to Love. Okay. Or Apartment L. I like... Uh, you know, rather than just putting the instrumentals out from the album, the beat tape, kind of different, some extra stuff, the dialogue, you know, the different arrangements a little bit, different sequencing, really does make it feel more like kind of two parts of a whole. That's exactly what it is, but you know, it, it, it had to stand on its own, right? So you, you get a chance to get a feel for... Um, the sonics of the record and also kind of like I said get a get a sneak peek into maybe what what I'm going to talk about 
Um, so it was fun to be able to do that first um, and then put the record out second so people could actually get into it and get a slightly different vibe from the beats and then obviously get the content. I love, we, we passed it just a second ago, but the outro to America, there's a vocal sample, just some Oz or something like that, mm-hmm. that have a very kind of mid nineties sort of R&B vibe that I love. Uh, and there's other s- stuff sprinkled throughout this record that sure. to, to my ears, at least I kind of speak to that era. Uh, I got a lot of warm feelings about that that era, so uh, I don't know how intentional that was, but that's um, what I'm picking up. You know, th- that that particular track samples um, an artist named Lucky Day, who's an okay. R&B artist um, presently, and it's from a song on his album, uh, and it's like a jazz, it's basically a jazz tune, um, and so that's actually his vocals that you were hearing. Oh, okay. Sampled into that track, but yeah, R and B is my first love, so um, that'll always be represented in in the music that I produce. Is this you finger drumming? Say that one more time. Are, are, are you finger finger drumming these beats? Like tapping them out basically? Oh yeah, yeah. So I did I did the, the programming on these. Um, and again, you know, no live drums. Unfortunately, I would have loved to have been able to do that, but uh right, right. But yeah, it's all it's all programmed. No, it, no. I mean, it sounds good. I'm just, I'm just asking it because, like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, how how you're you're kind of getting that sort of swing, and, and you know, it feels like it's it's off, but it's not. Yeah. You know, it's uh, you know, I, 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 I'm here. I don't want you to give out any secrets, nothing, but I'm. I'm <laughs> how, you, how you, you know? Give us some go, Reach. Oh, of course. Um, so you know, for me, I, I love the swing, right? I love the swing of, of hip hop production. So, even though I'm a software guy primarily, I think sometimes to get that human feel to it, um, it has to be a physical process. So, like you mentioned, finger drumming. That's essentially how it is. Whether I'm doing hats or whether I'm doing drum pat or bass drum patterns like yeah there's it's got to have a physical component to me yeah. so that it feels okay. real I don't quantize anything everything is like loose okay um yeah. all right I will shift some stuff around sometimes yeah. to give it more swing um yeah. but I don't do any hard quantization I want all it to right. feel real nope. man it should really feel like a, a, a drummer tight, man yeah just just um uh, you're using the click, right? Just you have the click, and that's it. Yeah. Well, I, I honestly, I don't even use a click, man. I don't even use a click. It, it's it's kind of uh, it throws me off a little bit, man. I actually like to just, wow. you know, I usually will lay out my sample, chop it up, um, and then the first thing I always lay is the is the hi hat. The first thing I always lay is the snare. And that kind of acts as my metronome, so to speak. And I just work off of that. All right, man. Yeah. Damn. 
There you go, dropping gems. <laughs> we'll go home right, and practice man. that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gotta have that live feel, man. Every day, man. It's like. There's something else. <laughs> There's something else. Just like I gotta strive for, man. Yeah, man. It's uh. Feels good. Feels feels really good. It's it's really dope, man. Like I listened to um, an interview with Questlove, and he was talking about how Dilla inspired the way that he played the drums. And I think it's just a conversation, right? Like cats that program drums, cats that play drums, they kind of talk to each other, and both of those processes inform the way that they they create um, drum patterns and cadences. So I'm always listening to live drummers to come up with ideas, and, and I think sometimes maybe the way that I program something might give them some ideas. So out of the bullpen, reporting to the mail. And even, uh, yeah, absolutely, conversation and blending approaches, right? Like someone might, I think this is maybe even a Dilla thing. You might program or draw in a kick on a hard downbeat, right? Mm -hmm. But then play in your snare mm -hmm. or vice versa. Mm -hmm. So one of them is like perfectly steady. You can always, you know, arrange to it. Yeah, and the other one has some of that human feel. And you can you can mix those approaches and go back and forth. You know, the there's like infinite possibilities in how you how you do that. That's the fun part. Yeah, I've definitely seen drummers take that sort of like just you know wonky off kilter type of stuff, man, and 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 play that way, like you know purposely throw that into what they're they're, they're doing, man. I think is it is it Ryan J Lee that plays for uh, We the People? I think it's him. I don't know, man. He's 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 a Kansas City drummer, man. I think. I think I, I've seen him do some of that kind of stuff. Yeah, Ryan J. Lee, he, he's in a band um, that I played with. We had a band together. Um, and then him, Brad Williams, um, it's it's all, it's always been fun over the years to kind of just trade ideas back and forth from live drumming yeah. to electronic drumming and just try to yeah. try to recreate some of the, the things that each of us is doing. Yeah, yeah. This is Hey. This is uh, Black Girl. Black Girl. Yeah, the last one was Hey. Yeah. This the music I love making. Shout out to the H, we thank you, we love making. Rosa at the front of the bus like enough waiting. Come in caramel mocha, don't listen, they love hitting. Mama, put your runners on, they don't want you running things. Baby girl, go on a dream, go be what you wanna be. Just be sure to do it big, you know, like the other beat. Yep, I mean that one. Salute to the mother queen, you can take center stage, baby, if you wanna speak. Make your case, Lady Day. Tell them about them bloody leaves with your king. Miss Coretta, they know they can't come between. Ain't no front on you woman they know you a humble beast listen you can overcome even though you under siege underappreciated but remember that you undefeated black as beamers i don't want to like over you know analyze it but like for anyone out there who maybe hasn't listened to a lot of hip-hop yet or something this is a great example of where like the kick is pretty 
pretty much on the downbeat, you know, pretty on the, on the, I don't know if there was a grid or not, but like kick is home. And then if you listen to how the snare and the hi-hat and those upper frequencies, you know, don't line up in a perfect way. And the way it's like very tactile and human up in those upper frequencies. And then that kick just always kind of brings you back and keeps you grounded. That's sort of a, this is a perfect example of what we've been talking about for the last 10 minutes in terms of beat making and, and, and drumming and how to play or program drums. Yeah, man, there's so many different ways you can create a kind of tension with your with your drum programming you can do it with the hats you can do it with your snares you can do it with the the drums and sometimes you know there are different processes sometimes the sometimes the bass drum is right on sometimes it's a little bit more fluid and behind um, but that that's something i like to play around with when i'm creating different ways that i can create swing different ways i can create movement different ways that i can create some kind of a push and pull tension absolutely and then i mean do you want to talk about like how does that feed into your flow and your your lyrics uh, very much the same way um I, I think of i know for me i'm the kind of mc where the beats determine what my flow or my cadence is going to be and i think personally my flow is is very percussive so um, I treat it in, in much the same way that I do my drums. Um, a lot of times I'll, I'll create a particular cadence for my drums, and then that will create its own pattern or sequence for the way that I rhyme over it. Yeah, I got a couple neighbors. And most of them are black, but there's a couple natives and a couple other flavors. I know some across the border who just want their papers. Some are laborers and others pulling double majors. The other day I met a sister making struggle with. That's like a partial explanation for um, why I'm loving this so much. So I started as a drummer. And so making that connection between. They make the, uh, the percussiveness of your lyrics and how that's like fitting in almost like another drum in a way. Uh, yeah, that's really satisfying to listen to. Yeah. Um, um, it, being a producer, man, it, it really, I think, informs the way that I create my music. Um, if you listen to other producers, they talk about how when you're creating a track, you always want to leave space for the vocalist, leave space for the MC. So when you're building, it's like knowing when enough is enough and what pocket or what hole did you leave for the artist to do their thing. So create your foundation for the track, but then leave room for, for, for the artist to build something on top of it. Really, she just want to dance, and I mean, Alvin so sometimes stuff is really open. Um, like this is a little bit more open in yeah. terms of the production, and then some things are a little fuller, like like Hood and some of the other tracks. They're a little bit fuller. I think the openness on this one allows, at least me personally, to really get into the stories that you're telling um, and how emotional they feel to you. You know, like that that horn playing right there is really kind of like reminding me of, of 
Like, no matter how good you feel, like, there's that little thing that's in the back of your heart or in your mind or in your soul, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it works well together. You can tell, at least I can tell, I've, I've created music for myself. Um, and just, like, kind of that interpersonal relationship, whether the arrangement was good or not, just, like, because I did every aspect of it, <laughs> like, I, I kind of knew what needed to be there and what didn't. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's a great job. Thank you, man. Sometimes you can you can smother you can smother it with too much. So it's like knowing knowing when enough is enough, knowing when you have enough layers. Yeah, you can smother, it. and it's like for this, the sample was so dope. I was like, man, I I gotta let this horn breathe on this track. This is just my inner light. Shed it through these pencil lines. This your vibe when you're down, feeling like you're not as strong. Yeah, so much of it is is what you leave out as opposed to what's in there sometimes man that that is words words of wisdom for any producer man it's like sometimes it's what yeah. you don't put in a beat that will make you just learn it over time man you, you yeah. just learn it man i think yeah but I, I do think doing a creation process at least for me it's like important to have to yeah. put all that there so you get it out and then like yeah the editing you know what i mean is where where it comes in just like writing you know have, yeah exactly have, have the have the palette have have everything that you think you're gonna need but then you know start strip it away about it yeah 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 i mean i think that's that's kind of what i do I, I i like that dre style of production where everything is based on layers so i'll build something to start really big and then start subtracting elements from it to create other sections so it's yeah. like the more you have to work with in the beginning, the more possibilities there are. And then yeah. from there, it's like, all right, I'm gonna take this out, I'm gonna take this out. That gets cut, and now I've created a whole different section of the record. Mm-hmm. Tale of Two Cities? Is that what we're listening yeah. to? Tale of Two Cities, yeah. And those two cities are what cities? Kansas City and Kansas City. <laughs> now we're talking about my neck of the woods. They running game. They want us gone. We want to change. Us. We trying to live. They trying to gain. And even though they say we're equal, we're not the same. Truth is a dividing line. And all they got is violins for all that violent crime. Gentrify us out of sight so that we're out of mind You'll never flourish with a serpent wrapped around your vine The people see the cost of living's on the rise They know that ain't no politicians on their side All they life, they've been grinding all their life But you don't know the half of what they like Yeah, man, those drums are loose The best, the worst, the last That's usually, that's usually kind of the vibe that we're The the serfs, the gift, the curse the best, the worst, the last, the first, the lords, the serfs, the gift, the curse. Listen, I want these companies to see who they be running off. And all because these hit One of my favorite lines on the record, it's gone by you know, 30 seconds ago now or something. But we're trying to live, they're trying to gain. They got all the lights in here, but darkness. Man, there's so much, so much summed up right there. Pull them from the sun. Man, this, this could probably totally be different ways of living. This could probably be a, a whole show by itself. Um, <laughs> I, I live in Midtown near Westport, so 
this track is really inspired by like all of the changes that are happening in the city um just earlier today i'm, I'm on instagram and the, the property management company that owns my building has this image of a poolside at one of their buildings and they're promoting they're promoting the company right as a place where people want to live right and the thing that's that tickles me is right underneath in the comment section <laughs> one of the guys who lives in one of their properties was like yo fix the elevator and it's like it's that dichotomy right that informs this track it's like you you want to represent a certain thing to social media you want to create a certain identity for your properties but it's like the real world living experience and living in one of those buildings it's like yeah right down the street from me there's a building that they just finished six months ago eight months ago top of the building they have a rooftop pool and in my building the trash chute doesn't work so it's like it's that dichotomy that really informs that tale of two cities concept fella think he getting grown tonight I'm in a club, that's when I seen her and I scoped the light. Yeah, yeah. She to the left, I'm standing. Yeah, there are a lot of levels to that. I mean, it initially hit me as like values, right? What do you care about? What are you living for? That too. City's very much um in flux. A lot of things are changing. And it's like you know, while they're trying in many ways to make the city more cosmopolitan and more of an attraction to people outside of Kansas City, another part of it is like stealing the soul and what makes Kansas City unique from it. So again, just that 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 dichotomy between this is what we want to create and this is maybe what we're taking away from what we have already. And you... You really, and I agree with you about this, you really care about Kansas City, and you really care about um, the people of Kansas City, and uh, you talk about Kansas City a lot. Um, it's, a, it's a character in your in your body of work. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 home. It's like everything that I am is is a byproduct of this city, of the people that live here, of the places here. You know what I mean? And so for that particular track, um, several, several years ago, Odyssey and Kevin Brown came to town. Huge Odyssey fan. He does this record where he talks about, it's a record called Gentrification. He talks about the gentrification of D.C., and uh, that track was kind of an inspiration for that. I remember he came to town. We did the show at the Peanut. This was at a time where P&L was still being built and a lot of things were changing. People were kind of being moved out of spaces where they'd lived a long time to make way for this build project. And I remember talking to Odyssey outside of the building before the show. He's like, man, what track should I do? And I told him, I said, do gentrification. I was like, because it, it really speaks to what's happening in, in Kansas City right now. And so that track and and just the state of the city and things that are happening right now is is, is where that, that record came from. And if I could get your number, that would be a bonus. So she wrote a number down and then we had a seat. She told me I remember hearing something about a reach. Said she working in the morning, so she got to leave. I told So you did all the production on this? But did you uh, ha have someone else mix it for you? Like mix and master it? 
Yes, so I did all the beats. Um, all the tracks were mixed and mastered by my homie uh, Brandon Harris. He goes by Be Humble, but yeah, he he did all of the uh, the mixing and mastering of the record. And you, you recorded with him too, right? You recorded yeah. your vocals with him. Yeah, recorded, mixed, and mastered. Did the whole thing with him. He did a bang up job on the whole thing. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. So she hugged the fella silent and walked away smiling. And five minutes later, grabbed the cell again. I'm dialing. Hey, Miss Lady, tell me how you doing. Pardon me being open, but you got me zoning. Can I kick this poem if you got a moment? And if I could get your number, that would be a bonus. Hey, Miss Lady, tell me how you doing. Pardon me being open, but you got me zoning. Can I kick this poem if you got a moment? And if I could get your number, that would be a bonus. Do you think that's maybe the next, like, uh, next step, like, in what you're, you want to do? Like music-wise, and like in terms of, um, I would say I always I'm always looking to learn more about mixing, just yeah. because I think it, it it helps me with the way that I create. The better I can make yeah, things right. sound, yeah, um, certainly. But I, yeah, I don't know that it's really an ambition of mine so much as it is just you know what what game can I can I use to help me with making these beats. How and to inform, yeah. Yeah, and the better I make it sound, you know, the, the easier my engineer's job is. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to try to keep my tears off of this microphone. Lord, don't let me down. I'm celebrating life. It's kind of just like you were talking about with production and leaving space, right? Like once once you've been through that process and worked through it and know what you're going to need in the second and third and fourth step, like Nate said, it informs what you're doing in the moment and makes it that much easier to to reach the goal absolutely um yo this i was just gonna say this track itself man i was just that low end that thump um do you want to speak to your lyrics on this track and if you don't that's that's fine but... yeah no no sure um this record originally well let me start with the beat. So originally when I did this beat, it was just a, a period of time when I was doing a couple of Dilla tributes. So I took a couple of, probably two of, two of Dilla's more popular samples. This one, which is a, a Stan Getz record. Um, and then one other one, which is a, a Singer's Unlimited record. But for this one, it was just a tribute. That's how it started. Um, but then, you know, also over this period that I was talking about with COVID, with um, George Floyd, you know, one of the consistent themes over that period was loss, right? And so we lost a couple of uh, artists here in the Kansas City scene uh, that I wanted to pay tribute to. And I lost I lost my older brother last year, late last year. So um, I appreciate it. So, uh, you know, it, it, it ended up becoming a tribute not only to Dilla, but just also to some of the other people that 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 are that are meaningful in my life. That's Jay Soul singing on that. That is Jay Soul, yeah. phenomenal uh, local vocalist. For sure, she's incredible. So I, I was grateful to have her on the album. I got her on this one and and one other record.
Yeah, on my life, and then. Uh... Yes, she's also on my life. Because you put one out. Did you put yours out? Um, prior to the record being out. Yeah, yours was the first single to drop. Um, yeah. a, a vocalist named Kayla Starks was on that one. She's yeah, from yeah. Uh, she's from Dallas. Well, she okay. lives in Dallas. She's originally from San Antonio. Okay. Okay. All right. So where where can where can people uh, hang out with Reach? Man, uh-huh. I'm <laughs> I'm on social media. Man, um, pretty much on everything is MC Reach. MC spelled out E M C E E Reach. So I had a question for you. Sure. Um, in one of the tracks, I don't remember which one it was. Mm-hmm. You're you're in a club and you're talking to a young lady, and somewhere across in that period, you mentioned that you have a, a child. You have one child. Yes. Okay. How old is your child? Is a boy he, or girl? Well, child. Uh, he's he's a grown man. He is. <laughs> uh, he is. Uh, he is twenty four. Okay, okay. Yeah. That's what's up. All right. My son's 23, man. Where? So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Is he in Kansas City? Yes. Yeah, he okay. lives in Grandview. Nice. Okay. Nice. That right. that was it. I didn't have any, like, that was oh, it. Oh, word. <laughs> <laughs> no deep thoughts about that? <laughs> no deep thoughts. I was just, just curious. He's in the father club. <laughs> The thing is, once Royce knows you're in the father club or you want to be in the father club like I do, <laughs> the thoughts, they start to emerge, and it's really great. Um, but, they're, you know, it, it takes, in the, in the days and weeks to come, you know, you might get some additional, some additional thoughts, some wisdom. <laughs> For sure. And this is all a very good thing. For sure. <laughs> That's what's up, man. So 97, right? Like he was born in 97? 97, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dang. All right. Man. I know, right? Grown man. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Unbelievable. Well, what a great I... record, man. It... Thank you, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you for coming on and talking about it, dude. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, that man. Was it, good. it was a blast, man. Uh, uh, it went by fast. It did it go by fast. fast. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, we were talking about that earlier. Just kind of how, like, I've listened to it a couple times, and it always seems like it. It just doesn't it goes last by, as long as it, it is. It doesn't feel like sixteen, seventeen songs. You know what I'm saying? It's a time machine. Oh, yeah, it's a time machine. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Which is good, right? Because if you start looking, yes. like, man, how many tracks are left? On this thing? <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> it's huge. It's yeah, so. Yeah. And these days, I mean, even a full, a 10 song albums is like a full out, like that's a thing now. If you made 10 songs and put them out, that's like notable. So, so to do a big one like this and have it feel easy and just, and just, you know, you can either, Mm -hmm. you can go deep on it, you can let it flow and have it um, work on both those levels. It's a huge accomplishment. Yeah, man, especially the production and sonics, sonically, like how it, you know, like, you know, how you can listen to it for that long. Like yeah. That, that says something, man. And that's a lot of work, man, making all the music, mm-hmm. writing all the lyrics, mm-hmm. performing the lyrics, you know what I mean? Like, that's a lot of work, you know? And yeah. you did that in four months. Like, that's impressive. That's very impressive. Thank you, man. Uh, it, it, 
you know, for me, I, I started producing for myself because I just got tired of waiting on other cats. I hear you. So, you know what I mean? It's like, if, if something doesn't get done now, it's be, oh, it's man. my fault and nobody else's. So, yeah. I, can, I can live with that. I hear, I hear you. you. <laughs> How does it feel, Reach? I mean, you've lived with it now for a couple months. Mm-hmm. S- looking back, and and how does it strike you now? Um, you know, this is the first time I've listened to it in in a few weeks. I kind of oh wow, you know, I, it, after going through the process of mixing yes. and mastering, you've heard yes. it so much. It's yeah. like ah man, let me listen yes. to something else, please. Yeah, yeah. so oh, <laughs> I listened to it quite a bit, like when it first dropped, and then I, you know I took some time away from it, so. It was dope being able to listen to it again and, and getting the same feeling from it. Um, you know, I'm a big movie guy, and and I think sequencing an album is as important as how you pace a film. It's like when you start, if, if you're in a movie and you're looking at your watch, that movie isn't paced right. Oh, so you, you know saw the I mean? last James Bond movie. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> if you start looking at your watch it's like that movie's not paced right and so I think the same thing is, is true about an album you start kind of looking how many more tracks are left and it's like you didn't sequence that album right so yeah you're um, like does he think he's Earth, Wind and Fire what's going on here yeah it's I like mean, man yeah. how many songs are left on this thing man? it's like <laughs> uh, something went wrong so you, you've got to create it in a way that it, it, it moves along quickly and when it's over it's like man it feels like that went by fast and there's 15 yeah. tracks on here, I'm assuming. I know you said there were more um, arrangements that you made. Mm-hmm. Were there other songs that you made? There were. There was like four other tracks that got cut. Okay, okay. So, yeah, it was actually, it was 19 Okay. Yeah. Dang. Will we get to hear those other four? I don't know, man. Maybe. You know, they're, they're, <laughs> they're mixed and mastered. They're out there. I might I might I might drop the cutting room floor joints at some point. Yeah, yeah. Give yeah. us the director's cut. You know? Yeah, yeah. I vote <laughs> for it. Yeah. For yeah. sure. Hands it, up right over here, man. I think it'll be informative of, of what the record is and um also, you know, put that period at the end and tie a ribbon on and be like, Yeah, he did the right thing. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm sure, just like when you're programming, those those songs influence what you did with the record. It would be nice to hear them. Yeah, man. It it uh, you know I feel like they didn't um, they didn't quite fit the record as well as the other tracks. And you know it's always important to me not to put any filler on the record if I can help it. So we just decided to cut them. But I mean they're all great songs I think in their own right. Um, I just don't think they it would have been a less cohesive project if i'd included them but yeah i mean they're ready to go i could drop those tomorrow so yeah people will probably hear them how many um albums or or releases do you have in your entire catalog uh this is eight this is the eighth yeah the eighth album um it's seven albums if you include the beat tape it's eight projects okay it would be seven seven uh studio recordings yeah and the first one was nice. 2001, is that what you said? Something first like one was 2004. First one was 2004, yeah. Okay, so less than a decade. Um, no, well, that's a little from, more than a decade, Royce. Yeah. Almost I'm two. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to blame that on COVID. Royce, it wasn't a time machine. Some sort of time machine. <laughs> no, that's what's up. Okay. Yeah. 
That's good to know, though. There's a body of work out there that we can get, and we can get it at everywhere. Everything is everywhere. Um, yeah, I just re-upped everything on uh, nice. DSP, so you can get my stuff on. Sweet. You can stream it on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, um, Amazon. Yeah, pretty much anywhere that you would normally buy records. And you doing any live shows anytime soon? Uh, I just did one a couple weeks ago in Lawrence. Um, I don't have anything else on the docket right now, but maybe a few things coming up in January. Okay. Just to show that I'm a fanboy, I was at that show he did in Lawrence. You know, just, just putting that out there. <laughs> he was in the building for that. Yeah. That, was, that was dope, man. That was, that was the OGs getting together again. So, you know, that one, felt like, that one felt like a reunion. It did, really. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Very cool. Do we miss anything, Reach? No, man, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's been very thorough. All right. Well, we talked about everywhere you can listen to the album. We'll put links and everything in the description. Uh, it's so good. I, I've said it a thousand times, but it's so good. Reach, thanks for coming on. Uh, it's been great. I appreciate it. Thank you, fellas, for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It's a pleasure. Outstanding. It's been the Long Play Listening Party. We will be back at you, listeners, uh, with our best music of the year special uh, party line episode uh, next week, hopefully. So uh, see you then. See what we think. Later, everybody. Peace.